Welcome to the Rove Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Roberts. And as you can see, we have a slightly different attire on today. We have uh, shrink ears, or shreers as they, I believe, are, uh, are lovingly called. And we're all wearing them because we have Joy, Nick and Joe, who are all part of the incredible performance of Shrek the Musical coming to the Middle East. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Thank you for having us. Uh, so, Joy, you're part of Broadway Entertainment Group celebrating your 10-year anniversary. Uh, you're part of the team that has brought this the magic of Shrek to life for audiences across the Middle East. Tell me about the kind of motivation for bringing this funny and globally loved and recognised um, movie series to life on stage. Yeah, will do. Uh, so we're very excited to have chosen Shrek as our middle east comeback for a tour it's a family brand everyone's very excited about it uh kids and uh, and parents love the show from the movies they've grown up with them so it just made sense to to work on this show and just bring it to life also celebrating our 10-year anniversary we did start with a shrek uh, world tour in 2015 so now to bring it back to new audiences after everything that everyone has been through and it's been a rough couple of years so it's nice to just bring in something that makes everyone happy and i really think that shrek makes everyone happy mm. and these two are amazing in the show so it's good <laughs> to have them on there now these two that you're referring to next to you are members of the cast of shrek can i have individual introductions from each of you and the characters that you play Yes, hello, my name is Nick Kyle, um, and I play the very short Lord Farquaad. <laughs> and um, I'm Joe, uh, Joe Kuma, and I'm playing Pinocchio, the best character of them all, and uh, Thelonious, Farquaad's assistant, a guard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right hand. Right hand. Right hand, confidant. man. Yeah, confidant. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So take me through a little bit about how you first came to know about the production and your involvement with Shrink the Musical. Um, I was living in the States at the time and then obviously COVID came along and so I ended up deciding to move back to New Zealand for the first time in about a decade and a friend of mine who's the director, Nick Wilkinson, he's, he's great and he got in touch and I was like, I'm coming back, I hear you, there's noises about Shrek and I'd auditioned for Lord Farquaad in London about eight years before and completely ruined that audition. Oh. So I was keen to give it another stab. <laughs> and yeah, so I sent a tape in and then um, he was like, yep, we want you to play Farquaad. And then the New Zealand tour kicked off and that's when I met all these guys again. Joe and I had done Jesus Christ Superstar about four the years before at the Court Theatre in Christchurch. So it was yep. good to like reconnect with a bunch of Kiwi actors and meet new people and great New Zealand tour and then find out the exciting news that it was getting brought to the Middle East. Mm -hmm. so it was pretty special. Oh, incredible. Okay, fantastic. Can you take me through your initial uh, start with Shrek the Musical? Um, it was very similar to Nick, actually. I know our, uh, our director, Nick Wilkinson, and it was one of those things I had actually auditioned as well. So he invited me to audition. Um, and then after the kind of audition process and everything like that, I heard that I got it and I was absolutely wrapped. <laughs> yeah, I was so, so fortunate to, you know, be a part of such an amazing cast and as Pinocchio as well, such an amazing character to play yes. in this musical. So, yeah, it's been amazing. And how big is the cast in total that travels with you? I guess on stage you've also got support as well. Do you want me to take Yeah. <laughs> there is around 20 cast. There is full-time 15 on stage and okay. then we have swings who are backstage and also on stage and sometimes they flip 
there's a lot of moving parts to the show, so our crew is very much part of the cast as well because the set is huge. Mm. The dragon takes like six people to move. Oh, wow. It's a beautiful, beautiful puppet, if you want to call it. It's huge and beautiful. So mm. all in all, we have 35 kiwis. And then we have about... Sorry, as a Kiwi myself, I just think that's incredible. <laughs> I didn't realize that there were so many Kiwis 35. Involved. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh. And then we have uh, maybe 15 in local crew that mm -hmm. we pick up once we travel. Uh, so, yeah, it's been very nice to integrate everyone together in the different parts of the Middle East, yeah. You, you talk about the different parts of the show then. Maybe I can hear um, from both of you then the physicality of the show. Is it, a, is it something that you had to train for or prepare for aside obviously from, from your acting skills? Yeah, definitely. You have to prepare for it. Um, the costumes themselves are very heavy. They're larger than life and they're so, so beautiful. But you have to be um, you're fit. You have to, you know, work yourselves up into it. It's amazing. Um, even vocally, um, doing character voice and everything. I, I, I don't know. It's yeah. It, it, you have to. You have to well, prep your body for Nick it. Has definitely, a very yeah. Hard physicality, like to it, because he plays Lord Farquaad and he's very tall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's this like unbelievable piece of costume, which is this huge apparatus underneath with some little fake legs on the front. Okay. So I do the whole show on my knees. And so all the corey, all the movement and everything, I'm just charging around on my knees. So it's really funny. Yeah, so it's really good. So it was, uh, when we were when we were blocking the show, I kind of gave a little bit of a side eye to our choreographer because she, she was like, and then you'll just run over there and then you'll go around the back. And I'm like, okay, I am going to be doing all of this on my knees. Um, so yeah, by the end of the show, um, especially on the two show days, we're tired. Yeah, you'll be getting a knee replacement. Or? The knee. The funny thing is the because the the costume's so well made. The knees are actually great they're like super padded really it's just the rest of my body that's falling apart yeah <laughs> wow and i don't think there's really any uh any kind of fitness classes that you can really no, prepare no. for that type of challenge can yeah you? and i think yeah if i'd been um running around the house on my knees um <laughs> in preparation people would have been asking questions this is very true <laughs> <laughs> So you spoke a little bit there about the choreography and obviously yeah. the musicality of yeah. it. Is it very similar to the Shrek that we all know and love? How has it been brought to life on stage? It really is. It's it's this exactly the story that people know from the film. They've just added this like unbelievably rich Broadway show tunes to it. Mm. Like there's songs I think every day I wake up with travel song in my head or mm. Duloc and there's just the music's fantastic. And it, it was nominated for a bunch of Tonys on Broadway. I think it won a couple. The music's awesome, mm. and yeah. The set and the costumes have won like yeah. Tony Awards, yeah. and obviously the movie has won the Oscar, so it's all based on Shrek 1 and that story that we all know and love, and it has like about 15 original songs, like very Broadway. Mm. So it's a really, really fun uh, show. Fantastic. For everyone. Do you have a, a favorite character or a favorite scene out of <laughs> out of uh, the entire musical with all of the staff and, yeah. and cast that you have involved? Any so, any highlights that audiences can look forward to? To be fair, mm -hmm. it's a great show and it's really fun and everyone looks amazing. But I have a very soft spot for the dragon and that costume is just, that puppet is just beautiful, mm -hmm. beautifully made. I yeah. think you agree. Uh, it's pretty special. And you can uh, see the kids that we've had come along to the show when the dragon comes out. There's some mind blown. Yeah. Light up they get the, it gets the same reaction as when Shrek comes out. Mm -hmm. And it's really, it's just beautiful to see like people can't believe that, oh my God, I can see a green ogre on stage and I see Lord Farquaad, Pinocchio, and Pinocchio's uh, 
uh, nose actually grows in the show. What? Yeah. I don't know how it works. I don't oh. want to know how it works, but I love it. We yeah. skipped over this. Tell me more. There's about a, it's a few um, scenes where I lie. I can't ruin the magic, obviously. Mm. But Don't tell us. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Pinocchio, when he lies, his nose grows to show that he's lying. And then when he tells the truth, it comes back. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Really it's really, really, really funny. And every single time... I let my nose grow after my lines. It, yeah, the audience loses it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's great because every character has their own quirk and something magic about them because everyone's a fairy tale creature in, mm. in that show. So it's just nice to bring a bit of each one of them on stage. It's, it's also really amazing because, like you mentioned, with the number of people involved, the what you get that you don't get in the film is all the little characters mm -hmm. coming out. Yeah. Like all the ensemble have these great little characters that in the film may have just been in the background of one scene and they all have little moments where they come yeah. forward and little scenes and songs and it's, it's really special. It's like a real ensemble piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. And what have you noticed that has been unique to audiences here in the Middle East in terms of their reaction or their love for a character or to a scene or just how you've found the whole experience now working and touring across the Middle East? I think I found that there's this real like wonderment that I, d I think n maybe New Zealand audiences have been a bit more used to shows with like crazy characters and costumes and all that kind of thing. And over here, there's just yeah, there's ga we've had gasps that you know random just applause breaking out in the middle of a scene <laughs> just because of a certain piece of set came on or a, they see a bit of costume that they didn't see before and so I think that's been special to mm. like just hear the like wonderment mm -hmm. towards the like the look of the thing and the feel of the thing that mm. may be for some people they've never seen anything like this before okay which is pretty pretty great yeah I mean what we were talking about before we uh, came to record this was my first experience of theatre uh, in New Zealand and that was seen a big what we would call a, a Broadway musical kind of brought to life in front of me what are your earliest memories now that you're working on stage of of seeing theatre or seeing actors and thinking wow I, I really want to experience that for myself yeah I think my, mine was at the court theatre I got taken to Wind in the Willows oh when classic. I was I must have been uh, eight or nine and I remember I still remember it and then that I, d I didn't really realize how much I loved it until much later on in life I f kind of fell back into theater when I was about 18 mm -hmm. and it suddenly that memory kind of kicked back in and then my first professional show was with some of the actors who had been in that production and so it was just this uh, amazing and I feel like some of the sounds that like kids have been making on this thing mm -hmm. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of little inspired performers mm -hmm. coming out of the Middle East in the next few years, judging by the reaction we've had, yeah. which is yeah, awesome. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was very, uh, I grew up in a, a farm, a massive farm, so we had local like theatrical societies that would put on shows, and one of my first ones that I saw was Hairspray, and wow. it was phenomenal, and I remember I was nine or ten yeah. seeing it, and it was actually one of my school drama teachers that took me, and from then on, I knew instantly, I went, oh, wow, I want to be up there. Yeah, the yeah. theatre bug. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, the theatre bug, exactly, yeah. So, yeah, it was amazing. Oh, that's incredible. And from your perspective, then, what has been the change or the evolution in audiences and being able to bring musicals like this to the Middle East? Um, even though I'm from New Zealand, I grew up here, and I remember we used to have maybe some tours coming to school if we were very lucky. Um, but, I mean, we didn't have the facilities like the Dubai Opera, where obviously you guys are performing at the moment. It's changed so much, especially in the last five or ten years. Yeah, it's very true. The way it's actually, like, it's funny to see 
uh, at least Broadway Entertainment Group's, uh, group's uh, trajectory in the last 10 years, where like it started when the first time Shrek came, it was for five shows at the World Trade Center because there were no theaters. And now we're playing in a full, beautiful, decked out, one of the most world-class venues, which is the Dubai Opera. And just seeing that we could only accommodate four or five shows for a couple of uh, thousand people. And now you accommodate eight shows for at least 2,000 people a show. Mm. And it's just, and people's hunger has grown and grown. And now they expect more. And I like that people expect more in terms of quality, in terms of content. And they want to see more. They want to take their kids. They want to enjoy live theater. And I really uh, admire the Middle East for being able to take like notes and feedback and just grow it. Like All the cities that we've been to mm. have been amazing in terms of um, growing their audiences and catering to the wants and needs in terms of theater and live theater. So it's been very interesting to see what has uh, been happening for the last at least 10 years and like more so before COVID a lot of that was happening 2018, 2019 were great years for theater in the Middle mm -hmm. East. We had just done a Wizard of Oz tour, um, and then COVID hit, obviously, and uh, we brought Phantom of the Opera for the first time to mm -hmm. Dubai, so that was also huge. Then COVID obviously happened, and now we're trying to bring it back, and I think Shrek, with all our partners, uh, with Live Nation, Rove, Do, Dubai Calendar, um, everyone is very excited about just bringing these shows here. And Shrek is a very good one. Mm. I want to ask all of you something as well, because obviously we talk about the years that have passed with COVID and the huge changes that it made to all of our lives in various different ways. One thing that I've discovered personally is that I found myself to be focused a lot more on creativity or trying to find aspects of my life where I feel inspired and elevated and see things from a different perspective. And all of our lives are now kind of interchanged with aspects of the digital realm. But we come back to theatre and we come back to very tangible and very, you know, physical experiences that we want to see and really be, um, you know, uh, taken over in terms of our senses. Has this been something that you guys have found in terms of the art that you produce as actors or the creative uh, industries that you work in as well? I think for sure, I can just speak briefly and you guys can mm -hmm. take over, obviously. It's just, uh, no, because in terms of our side, in terms of producers, after spending two years with the screen, everything we want is just to bring that same magic mm -hmm. back on stage mm -hmm. to, yeah. and have people remember that, yes, there is magic on stage. So that's been the best part of just trying to reintroduce everyone to the beauty and the magic of live theater. You don't stay at home watch Netflix mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can, obviously, but then come and watch something on stage as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, the thing about live theatre is it's such a, a total different experience. You can pause a movie, you can go and get snacks, go and, you know, oh, do a little things and then come back to it, but you have to be fully immersed into live theatre mm. and you follow the journey with these characters and these actors that are um, creating um, you know, life stories for each individual character. It's beautiful. And so with COVID and everything, I was so excited to do some prep, do some own personal you know, development um, with you know, the performing arts industry, like my personal career. And then as soon as I was able to, back on the stage to start I don't know, developing more and showing more people musical theatre and what it is to, you know, experience live theatre. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm. And yourself? 
Yeah, I think I think what what COVID showed nearly everyone on the planet was how important what we do mm. is mm. because when no one could do anything, what did they fall back on? Netflix, music, thing like that creativity, mm-hmm. acting, singing, music. And so it's such a f- like part of the fabric of who we are. Mm-hmm. And what we lost as well was the social aspect of theatre. You go along, there's people around, you talk about the show, it generates conversations, it, you know, and for days afterwards, families can reconnect over mm-hmm. a piece of live theatre in a way that you can't so much connect over a piece of music you listen to on your own or a thing you watched on your laptop. Mm. So that's like, I think that's what has been really special for me getting back in mm. um, to theatre again is just watching people connecting even in the foyer after or in, in the interval talking about what they just saw and yeah. that part of theatre is something we've lost. We lost mm. for three years. Yeah. Um, and people yeah, were falling back. Feeling. The community, yeah. yeah. Definitely the community. Yeah. And just finally, as we kind of start to wrap up the conversation here for audiences that are coming to see you both on stage, is there a favourite little moment or something, uh, a line or a noise or something that oh. we can we can listen out <laughs> for? <laughs> and we might... Uh... <laughs> I do. I have to say that I, I do love this. I, there's kind of a, a, a reveal, I guess, of Lord Farquaad. It's, it's built up quite a lot, okay. his, his, his entrance. And so it is really special when I kind of come out and you just you hear the audience reaction to the costume and to the because it is quite it's a really well done costume I was I my my amazing understudy Ollie I was able to see him perform just after I arrived mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen the costume before and just watching the the reaction of the audience around me and even my reaction I was like that looks incredible like yeah. that looks yeah. like Lord Farquhar is on the stage yeah and he's yeah. four foot tall Wow. So it's that's a really special moment for me coming out and hearing that like big reaction from the audience in that first moment. Mm. Mm. Um, and for me, uh, it's really the, the it's all the scenes you do with me. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, they're best. Uh, <laughs> no, it's um, all of us together as the fairy tale creatures, okay. um, and it's kind of that that theme of it's not about what you look like; it's about the beauty within. Mm. Um, and I think that's the most amazing theme. For all of it, and it carries through all the songs, all of the the discovery of that theme as well was so beautiful. So that's my favourite part is expressing that theme to audiences. Yeah, oh, definitely. Wow, it just sounds incredible. I can't wait to see you guys on stage um, for families or maybe big big kids and little kids that want to go and see uh, the performance. It's on at Dubai Opera between the 22nd and 26th of February. Uh, any advice for people wanting to book tickets or make it a bit of a family day out? It's a great family show, but it's also great for millennials and everyone who's looking for a fun time. It's a great comedy, but also very heartfelt. So like themes of friendship and love and just adventure are all in there. So it's good for everyone in the family. Uh, Just book your tickets now and we hope to see you there. Okay, and now that I've got you guys um, as well cornered, just before our podcast wraps up, do I get to keep the Shrek ear? Yes. Okay, all right. Fantastic. That was my big question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you all so much for sharing just a little bit of the magic that goes on with such an incredible performance. Uh, Joy, Nick and Joe, uh, thank you so much for your time today. Thank Thank you you. so much for having us. (laughs)